0: By the way, my man Chris Smith, former Norman High Tiger, just like myself, best in the business with those uh, roofing questions you have. They do free roof inspections all over the state of Oklahoma. Call Cabins uh, locally in the Norman, Oklahoma City area, 405-573-3048 in Tulsa, 918-282-7612. All right, to stay on the uh, clock, we've kind of shuffled things up a little bit. Uh, let's hear from Brent Venables. This was his meeting uh, moments ago. He wrapped it up, his meeting on the, uh, on the big podium with the media. Let's hear what Brent had to say.
1: All right. Uh, good to see everybody. I appreciate everybody being here today. And uh, just 2023, uh, incredibly excited uh, about this season, about our team. I'd like to recognize our players uh, that are here, uh, Dylan Gabriel, Drake Stoops, Jonah, Lalulu, and uh, Danny Stutzman, um, three incredible young men that are about all the right stuff. And uh, so thankful to be here with them here today and to be in front of y'all. The Last year uh, in the Big 12 Conference and uh, having most of you know my background, I played at Kansas State as the former Big 8 and uh, had the good fortune to coach in the very first Big 12 game in the conference history. Kansas State versus Texas Tech, Zebby Lethridge and Byron Hanspard, and uh, the great um, Spike Dykes. And uh, uh, what a, an amazing time it's been, you know, in this conference. And all of my opportunities in my life uh, that I have here as a coach, you know, have all come from, you know, this conference. You know, the big eight, the big 12, the coaches, the great mentors that I've had, and all the amazing players that have helped me have had. A career success, so uh, incredibly thankful, you know, for uh, you know this conference and what it's meant. And as we all know, this is a conference that uh, takes a backseat to nobody. Um, Incredibly exciting, you know, having the new four teams: uh, Central Florida, Cincinnati, BYU, and Houston. Great coaches, great teams, great history and tradition uh, that these teams will bring in into this program. And I just want to say I appreciate our, our commissioner for his leadership the big 12 is in great hands uh under his uh directorship and uh, what he's doing for this conference you know there's no doubt that the best is still yet to come for for this conference uh you know we've had tremendous turnover like a lot of people in this day and age of of college football uh you know like many people there's been tremendous roster turnover you know, we we desire a roster of stability and consistency i think that's what uh lends to success and sustainability um but it's also you know losing uh players is a to me i look at it as a great opportunity you know for for the new guys and so we've got 123 players on the uh, uh, team 129 and uh, uh out of those 123 players 97 of them uh, will be either their first or their second year at the University of Oklahoma so tremendous turnover but I couldn't be more excited about the group of guys Um, it goes without saying you know we went six and seven last year and fell well below our expectations and our standards uh, at Oklahoma but man we learned and grew a lot as a as a football program and uh, in five of the seven losses you know, it goes down to the last you know, minute, two minutes of the game in the fourth quarter with a chance to win. And so we've looked long and hard uh, in the offseason uh, since January of what we need to do become a more efficient uh, football team. And we've looked at every single part of our program, uh, how we can improve and get better. Nothing ever stays the same. And uh, so uh, we spent a lot of, uh, of the offseason um, practicing, uh, film review, Programmatically, coaching—you um, know—all the things that you you go into a season at where we can get better. And really excited about uh, the improvements that we've made a year into where we're at right now, and you know, a year into uh, our systems, a year into our strength and conditioning, uh, the PRs, the improvements that we've made in the weight room. Uh, just had our best academic semester uh, in the history of Oklahoma football. Uh, everything matters in in what we do and how we do it on how we can become a more efficient football team and uh, third and fourth down on both sides of the ball. Uh, Certainly our red zone defense, um, you know, handling the fourth quarter of games. Really love uh, the competitive depth that we've um, both developed with our current players, our returning players, and what we've recruited in both out of high school uh, with 40 new scholarship players and 17 transfers. So really believe that because of the competitive depth, we'll have – you know, uh, a little bit stronger fourth quarter uh, output on both sides of the ball—a quarter of football where um, we we performed very poorly last year, and uh, which lended to again five of you know one score uh, losses for us. So, uh, with that, uh, I'll open it up for questions. We'll go to
2: center right, Fro. You'll stand and please say your name and affiliation. Hey, coach. This is Jason Watkins, Hall of Fame Media. Uh, you alluded to who, the difficulty on defense last season, one twenty third out of one thirty one. How how much is the transfer class
1: going to really be the key to this season turning that around for you? Well, again, every everything matters, and I I, I, I try to uh, look at everything, evaluate everything. You know, obviously, uh, playing good defense is keeping people out of the end zone, and so improving in the areas where we can improve oh. and. And you do that lots of different ways, whether it's scheme, it's players, it's development, it's teaching, it's practicing. Uh, again, it, it can't ever happen fast enough. Um, we haven't been good on defense for a long time. and uh, But everywhere I've been, it's been a, a rebuilding process to some degree. And we got a lot of work to do. But I got a lot of uh, a faith in, in uh, both our players, our staff, and, and certainly how we do what we do, our developmental processes. Uh, but there's no area on defense. We led the Big 12 in uh, interceptions. We led the Big 12 in tackles for loss. So what's that do for you? Those are building blocks, things that uh, you can build from. Uh, scoring defense, I think we're you know in the 90s. Uh, that's where it starts. Keeping people out of the end zone. Becoming a better red zone uh, defense. Uh, stopping people. Uh, we were. Uh, You know really poor you know stopping people in a run game i think leading the country last year you got to be around 2.4 yards a carry and we are at 4.4 yards a carry so how do we shave off you know um you know a couple of yards it you know a couple yards is a lot i get it you know I, i know what that looks like um but you you do it in every Thing that you're that you're doing from a defensive standpoint, you know, from again how you practice to, uh, you know, how you teach, all of those things. But I believe we'll be better because of the returning experience. We'll be better fundamentally. We'll be better aggressiveness. We'll be better with our timing and our precision and our physicality, as a result of some returning experience. Guys like Danny Stutzman or Billy Bowman, Keith Lawrence, Woody Washington, Jonah, Ethan Downs, uh, you know, and then the addition. And, again, we've got nine guys, six guys up front, two All-American linebackers, a hard-hitting safety and Reggie Pearson. I believe we'll be better up the middle of our defense. And, uh, you know, I look at where we were at, really at every single position. And we didn't have the competitive depth a year ago. And we started the year uh, pretty strong, uh, you know, uh, and, and then we didn't finish the year very well. And particularly in those, again, those fourth quarters of a bunch of games, we just didn't have any juice left. Uh, you know, about the middle of the year uh, on. So uh, the competitive depth will lead to better competitive stamina. All
3: right, we'll go to the center right, middle. Jay Catch, locked
4: on Sports Network over here, coach, to your right. Yeah. Uh, I just wanted to ask you you talked about coaching in the first Big 12 game. Your final road trip with Oklahoma before going to the SEC will be at BYU. Just want to get your thoughts on the Cougars.
1: Yeah, the Cougars had a little bit of experience. Uh, Uh, both at Kansas State and at Oklahoma. That'll be, you know, it's going to be a wonderful atmosphere. Uh, Late November, it'll probably be about 80 degrees in Provo. And, uh, no, it's going to be a wonderful atmosphere. Again, incredible fan base. Uh, There's not going to be an empty seat in the house. Uh, You know, it'll be a a mature football team, like many of the the BYU teams are. Uh, Coach and his staff have done an amazing job it's an established program of culture and toughness. And you're going to have to go earn victory. You know, they're not going to give you anything. So uh, hopefully we're playing our best football. You know, the teams that I've taken the most pride in, the teams that have been most successful um, that I've been around are ones that improve as the season goes along. So I'm hopeful, hopeful and uh, have an expectation we'll be playing our best football uh, at that time of the year. We'll go to center, middle right. Hey Coach, Barry Lewis, uh, Killer Frogs TCU Fan Nation.
4: Follow up on that on that question. Your last home game, your last regular season, Big 12 home game, Black Friday, 11 a.m. against TCU, what do you anticipate that atmosphere, what TCU should expect, especially after what happened last year in Fort Worth?
1: Yeah, you know, again, last year doesn't mean anything to what happens this year. You know, that's literally uh, how you coach, how you prepare, uh, you know. Coach and his staff did an amazing job. What a uh, incredible season uh, that they had a year ago. You know what I expect out of Oklahoma is what I, I've seen for this will be my 15th year, and you're going to see an, an incredible, fas- uh, very passionate fan base. Uh, they're going to they're going to show up deep. They're going to show up early. Uh, you know that's been the best winning percentage in college football the last 22 years. And I don't expect anything uh, different, you know, than than that. You know, this will be a incredible opportunity. Hopefully, we're playing. You know, hopefully, something's on the line, uh, you know, in that game. And uh, expectations are something will be. Uh, but I, again, I know what Sonny and his his group are going to bring. Uh, again, great great um, program that is going to come in with, um, you know, uh, a championship mindset. And and uh, so. Uh, but for us man you know hopefully we're again we're playing our best football you know at that time of the year
2: we we'll go to center right four for uh
5: coach uh nick coppola uh, oh i'm right i'm right here uh nick coppola or you, daily um i wanted to ask about danny Setzman, the guy you brought brought along here uh just what you what have you seen from him just in terms of just his his growth and maturation over the over the off season, and just what kind of role do you seem to play on the team this season both on and off the field
1: well, it's like anything. You know, what can you expect from, again, where we are 17 months ago to where we're at going into year two now? You know, I think the greatest calling of coaching is the development of people, developing leaders. Uh, Danny, um, he'd be the first one to admit that um, 17 months ago he wasn't capable of leading. And he's in a much different place now. The whole team follows Danny. Um, his emotion, his work, his action. He's a doer and a giver. And uh, – you know, I, I love that the, the maturation that's taken place with him off the field as much as on the field. His seriousness, his commitment to excellence every day. Um, he's put the the team and the expectations on his back, and uh, I love that. You know, he, a year ago at this time, he couldn't run a player. Run practice. He couldn't run a player run walkthrough. He wasn't equipped to do that. And I think that's a reflection of a lot of guys on our team. And so we're in a different place. He certainly is, uh, you know, at this point in time to where he was a year ago. Uh, he's his own worst critic. He's hard on himself. That's what the best of the best are. Uh, they're never satisfied. Um, I expect great things from Danny. Uh, he's long he's athletic he plays fast he closes to, to the ball he's got tremendous contact speed he's got tremendous instincts uh, got great toughness and uh, he's worked incredibly hard you know for the 23 season so really excited to see uh, Danny and where he's at uh, you know this year we'll go to center left midway
2: if you'll please stand and state your name and affiliation coach venables' Philip Roy ball Hall of Fame college football podcast a uh, I- I did want to allude to the fact of the statement you've already made is developing your players, and you mentioned academics. I, I've thought y'all have always done a tremendous job of that. By thank the way, I, I had uh, dinner last night with one of your ex-players, Stephen Coleman, yeah. uh, that played at Dallas Skyline, mm-hmm. and then again at OU, like which I, I had the great opportunity to coach Stephen mm-hmm. at, at Skyline. Uh, but I thank you for that and your staff. You bet. Uh, I I do want to ask, uh, yesterday I know Coach Gundy kind of blames OU football for uh, not having the Bedlam game anymore. Uh, My question to you is, does Oklahoma, would Oklahoma, consider playing that in a non-conference game? Which I think as media and fans, we would love to see that rivalry continued because rivalries are so big in college
1: football. I appreciate the, the question and, and uh, uh, say hey to, to Steve for me. Look, I'm not in control of whether or not we play Oklahoma State. I love college football. I love the traditions of the game. I love rivalry games. Um, Oklahoma and Oklahoma State have played for over 100 years. And Oklahoma has been dang good in those games and for a long time. And, uh, but whether or not we play them in the future, nobody's asking me uh, what I think. If they do ask me, uh, I'll tell them what I think. I'd love to play the game. But, uh, you, know, uh, you know, we're going to play the schedule that they put in front of us.
2: Time for one final question. We'll go to the far left. Yeah. From...
1: Uh, Kurt Bowles from the Austin
2: American Statesman. Hey, Kurt. Hey, Brent. Uh, what was the steepest part of the learning curve in becoming a head coach? And has Bob Stoops reminded you of how he did in his
1: second year at OU? I've got, I've got good revisionist uh, memory. Uh, I remember what that year was a lot, uh, what, what it was, uh, what it was like, but it's everything, uh, Kurt, it it really is. Um, looking at overall efficiency, I think is probably the, the biggest thing for me. Um, willing to listen, uh, sometimes, you know, again, uh, willing to listen to your players, uh, certainly listen to your staff, take it all in. Ultimately you have to make decisions on all of it, but, uh, you know, being a better uh, listener, uh, looking at the efficiency, you know, how you do what you do and then what you do. And then those critical situations, how you can improve schemes, coaching, all of that. But um, managing it all, I've got a wonderful staff. Uh, you know, I've put your heart into into all of it. And uh, if we're successful, it's because of all of us, you know, as a staff and certainly as, as, a, as a program, our players. Um, when you're not successful it all all the you know rests right at your, your your seat so heavy is the crown but I embrace that you know I've always put a lot on myself so a um, lot a lot of, a lot of um, a learning and growing and, and uh, reflecting and and uh, again really expect to, uh, again come back this year and, and learn from those mistakes. You learn a lot through failure as we, we all talk about a lot in dealing with sports and it teaches you a lot. And, uh, but if you're made of the right stuff you know winners respond winners come back a better version of themselves winners go right back at it and uh, and that's you know what exactly what we're going to do
2: coach thank you for your time all right
0: There you go. That is uh, Brent Venable's session with the media from earlier today in Arlington. And uh, we're just a little bit over, about three minutes over for our next break. So let's take that right here. I'm at Caven's group today. We've got uh, Connor Pasby back at the Buffalo Wild Wing Studios, the one the only Parker Thune down there in Arlington at Jerry World. We'll come back. We'll talk uh, more recruiting, what Brent had to say, what Sooner players uh, have been saying. And, again, they've got a breakout session happening Uh, here in a little bit again, uh, the Oklahoma players today as well. Here at Caven's Group on the home of Sooner fans, and we're coming right back here on The Ref.
6: The Ref Radio (laughs) Sports Network is powered statewide by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, or tornado, we can help. Call 405-735-5510. All right, we are back
0: here at Cavens Group. Always uh, great to be out here on a Thursday with Gary and the crew out here. They do the best uh, job in the business emergency cleanup. Uh, you're talking about mold investigation and testing, structural fire, wildfire investigation and testing, water intrusion investigation, groundwater investigation and testing, emergency water extraction and structural drying. They are the best. Check out Cavens Group and their updated website. Online at Cavins Group, C-A-B-I-N-S, Cavins Group.com. And the number here in the uh, Norman, Oklahoma City area, put this in your phone, and I would put first uh, for the first name Cavins and the last name Emergency, 405-573-3048 in uh, Tulsa, 918-282-7612. All right, here at Cavins, we get uh, Connor's going to handle the uh, the Meyer Chevrolet text line today, 405-651-3439. Thanks for your patience during this first hour. We're kind of trying to shoehorn everything into this first hour and stay as much on our uh, radio clock as we can. Uh, so it's it's a little bit different. We've got Parker, of course, down at Jerry World in Arlington. I did see, Parker Thune, that Brent was asked about Thad Turnipseed's departure. That wasn't part of the uh, – Brent audio that we had, which where he was on the podium, by the way, who was that one AC that was asking a question? But, uh, but anyway, <laughs> um, geez. Uh, Got more than a little long-winded. <laughs> here is uh, here is what, so I guess obviously this was a breakout with other reporters, and uh, Eli Letterman put the uh, transcript out of what he said about Tad Turnipseed's departure, and Brent said, quote, it's bittersweet incredibly excited for chad this was something that was just on his spirit his son-in-law got hired as head strength coach at anderson university right there outside of clemson and he's got his first grandbaby on the way this is a great situation for him and his family to be a part of that Uh, that is a different bird people say how'd he come to oklahoma i don't know how it happened he was just bored at clemson he wanted a new challenge but man He made us better in every part of our program. He's always been a thinker. His focus is always about being the best in everything. He made our facility better, the one that we're currently in. We've doubled the size of our staff. We have uh, now somewhere where we can put them. He kicked out the walls. He helped us create a war room and enhanced our recruiting operations. Our dining facility. We have an in-house dining facility now. Created the sole mission, elite recovery, two areas, Uh, where we didn't have anything. He created the space for those things and oversaw those projects. But, man, I'm really, really excited for him and his family. Uh, Gives his son, Lee, a chance to go uh, be with his buddies and finish up his high school career. So he'll always be a great, great friend. And, again, he made us better. So thankful for the time that he was here. That is Brent talking about Thad Turnipseed. Any reaction to what Brent had to say there, Parker?
4: Uh, I mean, he kind of gave the behind-the-scenes explanation as to why Thad left, obviously, and provided some color, some detail there for those still wondering. But, uh, man, I, <laughs> I can't believe you used the word hayseeds Steely. When was the last time I heard the word hayseed? I'm
0: sorry. Uh,
6: <laughs>
0: I'm a judgmental jerk. That's what I am. Sorry. But it just sounded so Green Acres-ish there for just a second but yeah you know um anything that happened that is you know and brent's talking about he did want to go back home and we heard part of that and all of us have heard stories well you know he did get along with people and wasn't getting what he wanted uh the truth is always somewhere in the middle right in most situations but the bottom line is that turnip seed did help out did some good things and now he's not at oklahoma so we'll see Uh, how the Sooners move forward from that. Um, But I think it was cool to have him for as long as they did because he does have a really good reputation of uh, building some first-class facilities wherever he was, whether it was Bama Clemson or his uh, 18-month tenure on uh, the payroll at the University of Oklahoma. Okay, Uh, really to me, I know that Big 12 media days are huge, and yesterday we knew that Mike Gundy was going to say something, and Uh, which, again, what he said was accurate. It's not up to Oklahoma State to continue bedlam if the Sooners aren't in the conference, and you can call him chicken or whatever. I've always said if I'm Mike Gundy, I don't want to play Oklahoma. You know, I just don't. But uh, so that didn't surprise me. We've heard that from Mike Gundy before. You know, you got a couple little shots in Uh, yesterday. The uh, Brett Yormeer got one in on the recruiting deal. Sonny Dykes kind of took one. Uh, You had the uh, deputy... Uh, Conference Commissioner Tim Weiser, which I thought most of what he said was pretty accurate, but, you know, people clip out one little part of what he said, and it looks horrible. But uh, to me, the bigger story today is this Jaden Jackson thing, Parker, because I don't know why, but this is a four-star kid, interior defensive lineman. Uh, The Sooners, if they get him today at 4 o'clock, will beat out some good programs. Uh, Ohio State. What Miami, obviously Texas, it looked like Texas was leading there. So this, again, is a great get today if it does indeed happen at 4 o'clock for OU. And what are the potential ramifications, you know, coming for OU after this commitment today that we're anticipating from Jaden Jackson?
4: Well, I think the first thing you look at, Steely, the first thing that – immediately comes to mind is what kind of an impact does that have on David Stone's recruitment? And look, to be clear, David Stone probably had more of an impact on Jaden Jackson's recruitment than vice versa. But I, with the knowledge that you, it, here's, here's, here's actually what I'll compare it to the Peyton Bowen, Eli Bowen situation. We said all along last year when the Sooners were in pursuit of both Bowen brothers, but more immediately Peyton, that, the tougher pull was going to be Peyton. And so once you got – it, were if you were able to get Peyton on board, then it almost became automatic at that point that Eli was coming along too, and Eli might end up there regardless of where Peyton were to commit. It's almost the same deal with the two IMG Academy defensive tackles and David Stone and Jaden Jackson. It always kind of felt like Jaden Jackson was going to be the tougher pull for Oklahoma, and it would be much easier – to land David Stone, well, if you got Jaden Jackson committing to Oklahoma at four o'clock this afternoon, then you almost figure, okay, well, David Stone's like he can't be far behind, right?
0: As Marty Schottenheimer said on NFL Films, "There's a gleam in, there's a gleam," and uh, again, the Sooners anticipating some very good news today around four o'clock. So uh, hopeful and uh, looking like they are going to get that commitment from IMG Academy defensive lineman, four-star Jaden Jackson later today. All right, let's break right here, and I think we'll be caught up on uh, where we need to be break-wise. Connor, uh, let's uh, get some of those texts in, 405-651-3439, on the Meyer Chevrolet text line. We'll go there next. We've got a lot more ahead today, a lot more Sooner football. That's what we focus on all the time, and that's what we're focusing on today. Keep it right here on the home of Sooner fans, the ref.
6: This is your home for Sooner fans. The Ref Sports Radio Network.
0: Okay, we are back here at Cavens Group. Happy to be out here on a Thursday. Check them out online. Cavens Group, C-A-V-I-N-S, CavensGroup.com. You know, we uh, I read the uh, statement that Brent had on uh, Thad sheet, and it was very, very tiny. I mean, just really small prints. Would not have been able to be read by mortal men. But I, ladies and gentlemen, am not a mortal man in terms of vision. Because I know the one, the only, Dr. Bellardo and the team at the Advanced Laser and Cataract Center. I read it very easily. I mean, you needed the Hubble telescope basically to read this print. But if you want to eliminate your reading glasses, if you're either, uh, you know, if you're up there in age, if you're over 40, usually say the average age now is 43, you're either nearsighted, you're farsighted, you want to get uh, your vision corrected, you don't want to have to look closely at your phone just to see a text and, or either hold it nine miles away from you or arm's length to just read it, go see Dr. Bellardo and his team there at the Advanced Laser Center, 405 755 7700 get yourself a free consultation from dr Bellardo and his team or you can go online to alcok.com that's alcok.com see if you qualify for lens replacement or cataract surgery from the experts there at advanced laser and cataract center they've been the best of the business for over 20 years now so if you want to see far and you want to see near you have to come here to the advanced laser and cataract center dr b and his team they do great, great work. Okay, so, um, Parker, did you think uh, you were there yesterday, and obviously there uh, today, and you've seen most of what's been going on, and you look at Twitter, and you're very involved there, and you've seen uh, some of the things that have been said. What, do you feel like there have been a lot of pot shots at Oklahoma and Texas upon their exit this year and their last season, yeah. or do we, does that get magnified because of social media?
4: Well, I don't know. I don't really know if I would call them pot shots, Mike. I mean, in reality, in all actuality, when you look at the job that Brett Yormark and his people have been tasked with doing, it's making the Big 12 Conference appear to be a big-ticket item sans Oklahoma and Texas. So their job is essentially to run PR for the Big 12 separate from Oklahoma and Texas because they're going to be gone from this conference in 11 months. And so... Obviously, the vast majority of what Brett Yormark says and does and what his people say and do is going to be oriented toward driving up the hype for the other 12 teams in this conference that are not named Oklahoma and Texas because, well, it's it's not an investment that pays off in the long term if you spent a great deal of time touting the merits of the Sooners and the Longhorns. So I just view it as people doing their job. I don't really think it amounts to pot shots. I've seen some of the stuff that's been said. I haven't gotten a tremendously wrong impression of any of it or the impression that there's necessarily a malicious intent to take a dig at OU and or Texas I more just see it through the lens of these people trying to make the big 12 seem as attractive and as alluring as possible without Oklahoma and Texas in the equation
0: yeah look the bottom line, and again, what Mike Gundy said yesterday is what he's been saying. You know, Oklahoma chose to follow the money and follow taxes to the SEC. We don't have to uh, – we're not obligated to play Oklahoma. They're not in our conference, and we're scheduled out and all that stuff. And you can dig and look and find a year where they've got an opening or whatever. Bottom line is, you know, uh, I, if I'm the head coach at Oklahoma State and I don't have to play Oklahoma, I wouldn't. And I know that's not good because you want to see the rivalry. Sooner fans have won, you know, so many of those. And OSU, Mike Gundy has what now, four, I believe. Um, but still, you know, you've always been in the shadow of Oklahoma football-wise. And that's going to be the case for a long, long time. Maybe until the world finally is over with. But... Um, you know, so we've heard that before, and everybody wants to blow it up on Twitter. I get it. Look, if I was there, that would probably be the soundbite I would have used yesterday. If I was still doing a TV sportscast, I get it. But uh, it's not something that we haven't heard before. Your mark saying that you know they haven't uh, they haven't dominated recruiting. They have been in the championship game the last couple of years. All right, there's some truth in that. But the bottom line is also also this: <laughs> you are losing. Two of the blue bloods in college football. People will tell you there are like seven or eight of those really throughout the history of college football. And I know Texas hasn't been going great for a while, and they've been underachieving and, you know, all of that. But Texas is a blue blood. Obviously, Oklahoma is a blue blood. So, you know, that's the bottom line. That's the bottom line, man. That's like you have a heavyweight division that loses Ali and Frazier. And I know that Texas, again, hasn't been Ali or Frazier lately, but throughout history they have been one of the blue bloods. So there's no good way you can sell this. Uh, you know, I I like Brett Yormark. I think he's a forward-thinking guy. Uh, you know, if you're an Oklahoma State fan, you've got a, a chance to run the league now. You know, but you probably feel that way at TCU or Baylor or somewhere else, maybe. I don't know if Cincinnati gets, you know, if they can carry on what Luke Fickle has done. Maybe they feel like they've got that shot. But the bottom line is you have lost two of college football's blue blood programs to another conference. So I hope the Big 12 does well. I think your mark's a really good leader. I think he'll do an outstanding job. Um, You know, And, uh, you know, I I hope the Cowboys, you know, end up dominating the league. I'm one of those Sooner fans. People get on me, my friends all the time. Why do you root for Oklahoma State? I've just always been that way. Um, I root for the state schools when, you know, when they're playing Oklahoma. Yeah, I'm born and raised in Norman, of course, graduated from OU. I'm going to root for Oklahoma. But I also root for Oklahoma State. So I hope the Cowboys uh, end up running the league. Wait till the texts come in. Way to go, Steely. I'd never root for OSU under any circumstance. Just turn the radio right now. Okay, we're here at Caven's Group. We'll talk to Gary hit a little bit more from Parker from Big 12 Media Days. More recruiting information coming up. Keep it right here on the home of Sooner fans, the ref.
6: Sound off any time of day on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. At 405-651-3439. Right here on the home of Sooner Fans. The Ref Sports Radio Network. You're listening to the home of Sooner Fans. KREF, Norman, Oklahoma. And streaming live on the KREF app. The Ref Sports Radio Network. We have a lot to
0: talk about today. i
5: got two men talking right outside my door.
0: Here at uh, Cavens Group, they are the best at what they do. We deal with the best, ladies and gentlemen, the one and only Cavens Group. They are the best at emergency uh, cleanup, restoration. Anytime you have a bad situation happen to you, whether it's uh, fire damage, water damage, mold damage, uh, you need a roof inspection, a roof repair, The folks at Cavens are the best, the very best in the business. Check them out online at their updated website. Cavens Group, group C-A-V-I-N-S Group.com. Norman in Oklahoma City, that phone number put this in your contacts. I put mine in as Cavens, first name, emergency, last name. And it looks, you know, hopefully I won't have to use it, but it's there in the uh, Oklahoma City metro area, 405-573-3048 or in Tulsa, 918-282-7612. Uh, also the best casino experience in the metro area. It's a no contest. It's a slam dunk victory for Riverwind Casino. And they are nearly uh, 3,000 electronic games and their upgraded gaming room looks unbelievable. All the restorations there. It is real. It is spectacular. If you haven't seen it, go see it. It looks incredible. Uh, the best just got even better. They have the best games, the best bars and dining. Best promotions, a big-time hotel, great service. They also have all your favorite table games there, including a great poker room, off-track betting. What does Riverwind not have? They don't have, you know, anything on a list that says, well, Riverwind really needs this, because they have everything. Their new member 7 program, uh, get yourself a Riverwind wild card. That's going to help you win uh, some promotional uh items and those drawings they have cash bonus play prizes trips they give them away all the time so get get a wild card you can earn up to 450 dollars in one day with a brand new riverwind wild card so another reason why riverwind casino is simply the best okay let's hear a couple ca- clips from brent and we uh, we've got some terry bussey stuff to talk about with parker thune here in just one second uh okay here is what brent had to say he was asked the question
1: what did he learn in his first year as a head coach? Probably um, to listen. You know, listen to your players, listen to your staff, take everything in. Ultimately, you got to make those you know those tough decisions. You know, sitting in that chair. But probably that's the the biggest thing. And uh, and then also again, uh, patience. You know, it can never happen fast enough. But you know, we all know this. There's no short cut there's no easy way the the best way the right way is always the hard way and uh and and that's not fun sometimes and then i i really understand deeply that i hate losing a lot more than i like winning <laughs>
0: <laughs> there you go that's brent from earlier today and he was also asked to comment on uh, dylan gabriel and uh, the improvement that dylan gabriel has made
1: i expect him to be better in every area you know he led the conference in passing one of the best Uh, you know, quarterbacks in college football last year. But he'll be the first one to tell you that he's got to become more efficient. You know, he's got to become a more accurate passer consistently, uh, make better decisions. Uh, You know, he's got to create the sense of urgency with everybody. Uh, He's been one of the most consistent, hardworking, humble guys that we've had in our program over the last uh, 17, 18 months and he'll bring out the best in, in you know, the guys around him. But he's got great hunger. He's got a great edge, and our team, um, they love him. They, he's an easy guy to follow.
0: Brett Venables earlier today, and uh, we've got more Sooner players coming up a little bit later. And uh, I would think uh, today on Locked In, it's going to be, uh, as always, an hour of great radio with Parker and Tyler McComas. And later today on The Rush as well, expect more Sooner players, more Sooner, Sooner information. And at 4 o'clock today, Uh, around that time, more than likely a commitment from Jaden Jackson, the IMG Academy defensive lineman pledging to Oklahoma. So, Parker, I'm hearing from our man Connor Pasby, uh, and I've seen it now, the tweets from Terry Bussey, who tweeted out a DNA strand emoji uh, about a half an hour ago, and that has Sooner fans in a tizzy right now. Even though a lot of people think he's going to Texas A&M, Uh, Have you seen the tweet? Do you think it means what some Sooner fans think it means?
4: Yes, I've seen the tweet. No, I don't think it means what some Sooner fans think it means. This is going to sound harsh. It's just this is fact. OU fans, not everything is about you. Just because the kid tweets a DNA strand does not mean that has anything to do with OU or OU DNA. It's just a recruit tweeting an emoji. It happens all the time. I would not read into it if Terry Bussey shows up at the party at the Palace at the end of the month. That's kind of what we've talked about as the point at which you can start to feel optimistic if you're an Oklahoma fan that maybe just maybe you end up with a commitment from the five-star athlete somewhere down the line. But in the meantime, I would, I would just bet on him ending up at Texas A&M and be pleasantly surprised if the outcome is anything else.
0: There you go. All right, Connor, you want to get some texts in? 405-651-3439. That is our Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. 405-651-3439. Let's go there and get some in.
5: Yeah, we got some bedlam talk. We got one from the 580. It is no rivalry. I never want to play them again. But quit giving Gundy a pass. OSU does not want to play.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, I'm, I'm not giving Gundy a pass. I mean, if he, uh, they're not obligated to play Oklahoma. I get that. I mean, I'd like to see the Bedlam series continue. But let's face it, if you're the Oklahoma State coach, you uh, you more than likely are going to be losing that game about 90% of the time. So, uh, And uh, Oklahoma State's program, even though last year was a drop-off year, um, Oklahoma State fans started getting very upset for Mike Gundy's inability to beat Oklahoma. And there were some times, again, when Mike Gundy was super conservative in the Bedlam games. I get that. But the bottom line is Oklahoma State's history in football has been losing to Oklahoma. Now, I think Gundy's done a nice job, really has. Oklahoma State's got a good program. But uh, if you're going to be judged by a record against uh, the Sooners in football, then every Oklahoma State coach would have been fired after, like, three or four years.
5: We got one from Sooner Soldier that says, truth is, Mike Gundy doesn't want any part of OU. What part of Oklahoma leaving stops both teams scheduling Bedlam?
0: No, look, and a lot of that, yes, if they really wanted to make it happen, they absolutely could make it happen, but I, I agree with that. I don't think Mike Gundy wants any part of Oklahoma either, and if I was the Oklahoma State coach, I probably wouldn't. And. You can talk about wimping out or whatever, but, again, it's usually a losing proposition for the Cowboys um, in football. So, But I do agree. I don't think Mike Gundy wants to play Oklahoma. And he can talk about schedules down the road and all of that stuff. But also what he said yesterday was true. It was Oklahoma's decision to go to the SEC, uh, which I think, again, Sooner, Sooner fans are very excited about. But um, I don't know, Parker, I, I'm of the opinion – that, yeah, Mike Gundy is probably thinking, <laughs> well, they're going to the SEC. You know, the good thing is we won't have to play him, And I, they won't talk about my battle record forever.
5: I think, we, I think this one we touched on it these last few days, but Brian at Tulsa says, how confident are we about Jackson and Tatum?
3: Parker, what do you uh, think?
4: I, so, with Jaden Jackson, I'd say – from the OU side, folks are pretty confident heading into this afternoon's announcement from Jaden Jackson. With Taylor Tatum, man, there is there is and has been a ton of optimism that Oklahoma is going to be the choice over USC on July 21st. Um, I guess, shoot, that's just over a week away. Yes, I expect Oklahoma to be the spot for Taylor Tatum. So I think over the next eight days, between Jaden Jackson, Zion Raggins, and Taylor Tatum, And the opportunity exists for Oklahoma to make some real noise on the recruiting trail. And that's still in advance of a couple of commitments to end the month from Michael Patterson-McDonald on July 31st and potentially Williams-Noenari on the 1st of August. And all of that, plus the fact that Oklahoma's closing in on a pledge from Eugene Brooks, the four-star offensive lineman out of California, and the fact that they're going to have the opportunity to land several more commitments at the party at the Palace... At the end of July, what all of that adds up to is what ought to be a very fun few weeks ahead to follow Oklahoma football recruiting.
0: And again, uh, 4 o'clock today or thereabouts, that's when the uh, the announcement is set to take place. 4 o'clock, do we know if that's going to be live on Instagram or anything, Parker Thom?
4: I don't know. I, no, I, I. From what I understand, the live stream is going to be handled by 24-7 Sports. So that's how he's going to okay. do the announcement. There you go.
0: And uh, things are looking pretty good for Oklahoma. And as uh, Parker said, Zion Raggins, July 18th, Taylor Tatum, July 21st, a week from tomorrow, uh, Michael Patterson-McDonald, the uh, Westmore defensive back again July 31st. And what do we know? Do we Are we thinking that August 1st is a dead set day for Will Winery, or is that – What would you say, is that a 90% deal, or do you think it's actually going to happen by August 1st, or on August 1st?
4: Yeah, look, I've long said I believe that happens uh, sometime within, well, I think the timetable I put on it at the beginning of July was within six weeks. So, yes, does it happen on August 1st? Williams has not himself said that. Uh, Folks close to him have put out that date, but... I have every reason to believe that this is a process that's going to be wrapped up in the not-too-distant future, whether that is on August 1st or somewhere else along the line.
0: Obviously, a lot of really positive news for the Sooners on the recruiting trail. And, again, we'll see uh, if uh, it comes to fruition today a little after 4 o'clock. And Jaden Jackson, the four-star interior defensive lineman from IMG Academy, David Stone's teammate out there. Uh, Ops for the University of Oklahoma, makes that decision, as a lot of people think he will. So that would be huge for Oklahoma because, as we said a couple days ago, you were thinking, yeah, Jaden Jackson looks like he's going to Texas, and then things uh, changed and uh, the momentum uh, went to the University of Oklahoma, and it looks like, again, uh, that's going to happen later today. Okay, so right now on uh, July 13th, What is the percentage chance that the Sooners, according to you, Parker Thune, right now, based on what you're hearing, and uh, things can change clearly in recruiting and it can happen quickly, just like this Jaden Jackson situation. But what are the chances the Sooners sign a top-five class, in your opinion, uh, as things stand today, based on
4: what you're hearing? I would say the chances are probably a 50-50 coin flip you got a 50-50 chance of having a top-five class because I think there are multiple paths that Oklahoma could take to a top-five class, and then kind of the big domino that would almost certainly give you a top-five class would be the addition of Dominic McKinley. But if you get Williams Nguyenary and David Stone and Taylor Tatum, all three five-star football players, in addition to several four-star blue-chip kids and Eugene Brooks and Zion Raggins and Caden Durham and... et cetera, cetera. what you're looking at in all likelihood is a class that is fringe top five. McKinley's kind of the one that could send things over the top and potentially propel you into the top three at that point.
0: Yeah, uh, no doubt. So we'll see how uh, first step is today with Jaden Jackson, that announcement again. Uh, Expect that a little after 4 o'clock today. All right, break time in here at Cavens Group. Great to be out here on a Thursday. We'll hear from the one, the only, Gary Cabins, when we get back. More from Parker down in Arlington at Jerry World and Big 12 Media Days. Connor Pasby in the Buffalo Wild Wing Studio. He is perusing right now the very best tweets on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line at 405-651-3439. We'll get to more of those as well. Your job right now is to keep it right here
6: on The Ref. The word is spreading, and the Ref Army is growing. Keep telling your friends and family that there's only one station for true Sooner fans, and that's the Ref Radio Sports Network, and worldwide on the KREF app.
0: We are back, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, The man of the day is Jaden Jackson, perhaps for Oklahoma football fans, but the man who is in charge of emergency services, cleanup, the best in the business, is the Michael Jordan. Uh, we need to create like a jump man logo for Gary Cavins jumping into action. Uh, that's what we need to do. So, uh, you guys, again, man, we have had so much weird weather again. Uh, even last week, it seems like every other day. I'm I'm driving, you know, uh, to work. I go out in the morning, and there are leaves everywhere over the lawn. Some small branches, in the streets are, you know, uh, inundated. They've got all kinds of uh, smaller branches or leaves, and You know, and we were lucky in that situation because we've had so many rainy, super windy uh, storms happening early in the morning and overnight. So you guys have been busy. You usually are, but uh, you've got a lot of crews out there right now, correct?
3: 100%. We are definitely busy. Uh, We're here to help. And, uh, you know, last uh, Saturday night, storms into Sunday definitely stirred the pot. When it comes to water losses, there was a lot of directional rain with wind and uh, it definitely got in there. We've got a four-story property that we are uh, working hard at getting dried out and getting everything resolved on currently. Uh, uh, it's a, hu- a really big property, so we're happy to help. We've got a couple of residential jobs. Um, you know, and a lot of people were affected by that rain driven, rain, driven rain, and it just it intruded into the envelope of the buildings, commercially and residentially, and it caused issues. You know, the most important thing that I can say is if you did have water damage from that storm or the storm Tuesday, you need to get it dried out properly because we've got humidity, we've got heat, we've got a mixture for mold is what we have, and it is a definitely going to start growing. I promise you, if you don't get it dried out by a professional the proper way that has the equipment to make sure it's dry and make sure it's dried properly. So if you're behind the ball on that, you need to pick up the phone and call us right away so we can get out there and get right on top of that before you have a mold issue. Because a lot of people don't know, but commercially mold insurance kind of covers it. Residentially, 90% of the time, they'll only cover about 2,500 of it, or they won't cover it at all. And so if you have water intrusion in your home and you're not getting it dried out properly, you may be in trouble because the insurance may not fully cover you for it, and that becomes a huge problem, huge problem.
0: Yeah, I bet there's no doubt about it. And as you said, you want to get it dried properly. I, I think properly is the operative word there because you've got some guy out there, well, I've got my shop back, man. I'll just go vacuum that up, and it's good. Not necessarily the case.
3: A hundred percent, you know, and it's really important to make sure that if you have a leak, it's resolved. We went out to a job this morning. One of my plumbers went out to a job this morning. He calls me. He's like, Gary, we don't need to do this job. And I said, well, what's going on? Because we take, you know, we try to take care of everybody. And he is like this one. I just don't think so. He goes, I walked in the door and the lady said to me, she goes, my son did did, did did a majority of the plumbing in the house and he watched it on how to do it on YouTube and looked it up on Google, and he goes, I started walking through the house and it was leaking at every joint. He goes, every joint needs to be, but that's not the problem, Gary. And I said, well, what's the problem? He said, it's full of mold because it's been leaking for six months, and I said, oh no. And he goes. Yeah, it's covered in mold. All the plumbing needs to be pulled out and repiped and fixed. He goes, It's 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 a bad, bad deal. And so, you know, it's important when we talk about hiring licensed plumbers, hiring a licensed electrician, licensed roofer, certified environmental guys, guys that are trained on doing this stuff, it's important, you know, and that's why we focus on training hours upon hours upon hours of training each and every week, each and every month for all of our guys, including me and Jessica VT. We spend a lot of time training. Uh, When I was up in Tulsa last week working you know, I spent a lot of time up there training, too. I, I did some additional course, courses and continuing education course, courses and stuff like that, and you know, it's, 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 education is important in my industry in emergency construction because we're dealing with uh, people's health and, and their lives, and, their, and you know, there's important things. So you know, we spent a lot of time focusing on training and development, and you know, we're not a national chain we're here in Oklahoma and we give back to Oklahoma everybody knows that and knows Cavens and we're local and we truly believe in Oklahoma we're not you know a national chain that comes to town and the money goes out of town as fast as it comes in the town we put it back into the market to take care of our our friends our family um, you know the people that you know just every, everybody in Oklahoma. And you know when you call Cavens, you're calling a local contractor that's giving back. And you know we have the same equipment and the the same skill sets as the national brand because we, work on making sure that we have the best equipment here at, at Cavens and we make sure that we have the best training here at Cavens too. I travel all over the U.S., go into all new kind of seminars and trying to stay on top of the cutting edge in our industry, which is always changing, always changing. And, you know, I just make sure that we are trained and have the best equipment and so that we can compete with a Pro or, you know, any of those national brands out there because we want to... We want Oklahomans to call Oklahomans and keep that money in Oklahoma.
0: Well, you guys have given back nearly uh, a half a million dollars over the last four and a half years, so you're definitely investing the money back in the community. All right, so somebody made a joke when I was talking about uh, one of the things that you're talking about is meth lab inspection and testing. And somebody texted me, "What are they in business with Heisenberg now?" It's not. No, they're not. Imp- they're not there to say, "Yeah, your meth lab's working great." <laughs> I mean, that's not what they're talking about. You were talking about, let's say, you're a landlord and you buy up rent houses or something, and you suspect that, well, wow, it's kind of has a funky smell in here. Things don't look or seem like they're quite right. The last thing you want to do is rent out. You know, because. Not every Heisenberg is in a trailer park, you know they're in some regular homes these days. There's yeah. so much of that going around. and what you do is you make sure you can expect and say, yeah, you're good here. I know it smells funny or whatever, maybe it's mold, but you definitely like if you're somebody who wants to who owns property and wants to buy more property, that's probably something you want to get done if you have any suspicion that some some cooking might have been going on with Heisenberg and his crew in a, in a home, you guys can let you know. Whether, yeah, there's an issue here or not.
3: A hundred percent, because this goes back to the health of the family, your family, your employees, the health of your tenants. And it says a lot for you as a landlord to make sure that your tenants are healthy. It really does. Um, There's a lot of great landlords out there. And then there's some that are, "Eh," and I can say that because I've been a landlord in the past. So, uh, you know, you want to look out for the health of your employees, for your family, and your tenants if they're renting from you. And, you know, if you buy a house from a, sh- a sheriff's sale, a lot of people buy houses monthly from sheriff's sales and they flip them. Well, who's to know that sheriff's sale house that they bought that they flipped wasn't a meth lab being cooked in that house? Well, then they turn around and they sell it, but it wasn't cleaned properly. It wasn't there. So then let's say that you move in with some young kids and they get some of that residue on them. Let's say that it, they were making meth and they were... They had fentanyl in there and some other stuff. I mean, those kids, I mean it could kill kids. You never know. It, yeah. You gotta so be safe. You've got to be careful, you've got to be smart. And we've gone out and, and done the training and got the tools, the high tech tools, and this great stuff where we can come in and we can look at it and we can test it and we can say, It's a safe environment, or we can say, This is not a safe environment. It may have been flipped, but it's not right. It's not correct. Don't, you know, you, this needs to be fixed. Um, the same thing with commercial buildings and warehouses and stuff like that. Same situation. If you feel like that you had somebody in there that was doing something they shouldn't have, might have a lab or something like that, we can come in and test it. Because it does need to be cleaned. Because what's going to happen is you're going to rent out that space to or you're going to sell that space. And somebody's going to get in there and they're going to get into something they don't realize what's there. And it's going to make them really, really sick and then they're going to then the doctors are going to say why they're sick because they're going to do tests they're going to figure it out and then they're going to come back and you know and there could be legal stuff there could be all kinds of stuff that goes on after that so it's important that if you have feel like that that property was used for that let's let's check it out let's test it let's not risk it and let's make sure that you're taking care of the people that are either going to rent it or buy it or Your family that's gonna live there you know or your employees that are gonna work there it's just one of our testing uh, it's one of the things we do testing wise we've gone out and we've done the training for it we've purchased all the equipment to do it and we do it you know we've got the fire training the mold training I mean the sorry we've got the fire testing the mold testing water testing And then we have the water intrusion investigation, and then we also have this methamphetamine lab. Basically, we're not testing the labs that are there. We're testing whether they were there or not, and is it a safe environment for you to move into. Or if you buy a house and you knew that there was a lab there and you're going to buy it, and the person says that they cleaned it, well, call us to come test it and make sure it was cleaned, too. So, you know, we can come in after a, a house fire that's been cleaned or something like that, and we can test it and make sure it's clean and a healthy environment for your family, too. But, um, you know, that's what we're here for. That's why we do all this testing. You know, a great place to go to really understand what Cavens does is our website. It's yeah, Kaven's you has got group. a brand a new one. Home. Yeah, and it's it's a great place. There's a lot of information on there because there's a lot of different things we do when it comes to environmental and, and taking care of your family, your employees, and all that health-wise.
0: Gary cavens he's the man, Cavins Group. They're the best in the business. Again, in the uh, Norman, Oklahoma City area, put this in your emergency contacts again. First, what I did first and last, Cavins for first emergency for the last name, it pops up. And if you ever have an emergency, hopefully you don't, but in case you do, 405-573-3048. See, Gary's phone's going off all the time. 918-282-7612 in Tulsa. Gary, I appreciate you, my friend. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I appreciate Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Gary Cavins here at Cavins Group. All right, break time. Nothing but your texts on the Meyer Chevrolet text line coming up, 405-651-3439. And we'll uh, revisit our good friend Parker Thune, who's on top of everything down in Arlington at Jerry World and Big 12 Media Days.
6: Keep it right here on the Home of Sooner Fans. The Ref Radio Sports Network is powered statewide by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, or tornado, we can help. Call 405-735-5510. Ladies and gentlemen, we're back. We're here at Cavens Group. Better than Ezra?
0: I think that's right. Is that right, Connor Pasby? You have the uh, You are spot
5: on. That is correct.
0: That's a good tune. A little 90s uh, alternative there. Connor Pazby back at the Buffalo Wild Wings uh, studios. And uh, Parker Thune, our man in Arlington, uh, Parker and uh, Charlie McComas, they're going to have a lot of fun today on uh, Locked In. There is no doubt about it. Because it uh, looks like it's going to be good news for Oklahoma today. Uh, any other news you want to share with us before we uh, uh, get Connor to read the latest text off the Kniepelmeyer she- uh, Chevrolet text line here in just a minute? Uh, any other recruiting and news updates? Uh, I know you'll do this at 2 o'clock, but anything else we need to know about what's what's going on? Clearly the Jaden Jackson announcement today, uh, which should go in Oklahoma's favor a little after 4 p.m., but is there anything else you want to get out there?
4: Nothing I don't think that we haven't already discussed. Obviously Zion Raggins on the 18th, Taylor Tatum on the 21st. Those are the next two imminent decisions after today's announcement from Jaden jackson and then of course i think you can expect commitment relatively soon from four-star offensive lineman eugene brooks out of california
0: and that would be another win over texas right it would OU texas battle there you go uh all right give me the percentage chance that uh the sooners on taylor tatum get mule shoot by that rotten no good scumbag scoundrel of a man mule shoe
4: i mean 10 percent. it's not very high
0: 10%. I li- Okay, I like it. I like that. Yeah, that would be uh, another great get coming up a week from tomorrow, July 21st, when Taylor Tatum announces. All right, Connor Pasby is the man with a plan. Back in the Buffalo Wild Wings studio, he has the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line covered. 405-651-3439. What do we have, Connor?
5: Yeah, from Oklahoma Johnny, what has happened that makes the momentum for Jackson's recruitment favor Oklahoma I I mean look there
4: came a point in that recruitment where it became an OU Texas battle and to be honest I think you have to look at the relationships not just the relationship with Todd Bates for Jaden Jackson but also the relationship with David Stone make no mistake David Stone has and will continue to or has recruited and will continue to recruit on behalf of Oklahoma Like, I don't think it's any particular secret. When Jaden Jackson announced his official visit to Texas last month, David Stone quote tweeted Jackson's tweet and said something to the effect of, I can't lie, bro, this is not it. So that's right. I forgot about
0: that. It was Jaden Jackson that he could. (laughs) This isn't the move. I think is what he said.
4: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So it's very clear where David Stone's interests lie. He just hasn't committed yet. I don't know when that's happening. I have my suspicions, I have my speculations, but, uh, look, Jaden Jackson's recruitment started to turn towards OU because of Todd Bates, because of David Stone, and NIL has been a factor here as well. And that's not an insignificant portion of the pie
5: here for Oklahoma. Ohio Sooner wants to know, how many total commits do you think will be in the class by the end of August? That's a great question.
4: I would say that as of right now, um, man, hands 26 to 28. I think they signed 25 last cycle. I want to say Taylor Heim was the 25th and final one. Now, this feels like it's going to be a little bit of a heavier class just because you already got four wide receivers, probably going to get number five next week in Raggins. Uh, it's a little bit of a uh, heavier class on the offensive side o- overall when you're considering five wide outs three running backs potentially two quarterbacks and they're going to shoot for four offensive linemen throwing a tight end that's 15 on the offensive side um, you got the potential for two linebackers on defense probably looking at two safe maybe three safeties I'd lean towards two safeties three corners uh, and six total defensive linemen so if we're saying 15 on the offensive side, let me do some quick math here. I'll say the class total is 20. Yeah, it, honestly, the initial ballpark range I gave is probably going to be pretty accurate, 26 to 28 commitments. We got one that when just – oh, Go ahead, Mike, When, go is, ahead.
0: when is Eli Bowen uh, going to make an
4: announcement? Man, that's the million-dollar question. I think – As with Peyton, nobody can figure exactly what's going on with that recruitment or exactly what the timeline is. But, look, let's not kid ourselves here. If Eli Bowen goes anywhere other than Oklahoma, it's going to be a massive shock just because of what is known about that recruitment, what is known about his affinity for the University of Oklahoma, and, of course, his relationship with his brother Peyton was always going to be the tougher get for Oklahoma. Eli almost seems like the easier one.
0: All right, Connor, what else we have? 405-651-3439 on the Meyer Chevrolet text line.
5: Yeah, someone's asking about Andy Bass, if there's any buzz about him ending up a Sooner. Uh, Oklahoma
4: is very much in the thick of it for Andy Bass. I think at the end of the day, what it comes down to, what Oklahoma's going to have to overcome is they try and sell Andy Bass on a spot at Oklahoma is you already have four wide receiver commits looking at a fifth next week you're probably going to have three running backs between Xavier Robbins and Taylor Tatum and Caden Durham if Andy Bass feels like he's got a clear path to playing time somewhere else you can't really fault the kid for wanting to get out of a crowded room at Oklahoma but there's going to be a top schools list for Andy Bass soon I do expect Oklahoma is going to be at the top of his interest list, and it just comes down to whether or not the Sooners can close things out in a final sense. Now, he is coming to the party at the Palace, which is an unambiguously good sign. All right, Connor, anything else?
5: Yeah, I had one more here uh, from Sooner Steven. It says, Jaden Jackson is out of uh, IMG, but where's his home for him? Like, Stone is from Dell City.
4: Yes, home for David Stone is Dell City. Has been. I mean, that's still what he regards as home. Uh, that's why whenever he comes back to Oklahoma, whenever he makes a trip back, you'll see a little home with a pin emoji uh, out on Twitter for him. It, that's something he always put, generally puts out when he comes back to Oklahoma. Like he sees Oklahoma as home. That's why Oklahoma. One of the many reasons why Oklahoma has a tremendous advantage in this recruitment. And uh, so, yeah, even though he is at IMG, that's still very much an Okie. Where's uh, Where's Jaden Jackson originally from, though? Oh, okay. You said Jaden Jackson. I thought, you, I, I thought it was David Stone. Jaden Jackson, I believe, is from Ohio, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. I need to double-check that because I don't know that for a fact. But what I do know is uh, he's not anywhere local to Oklahoma, the – midwest or plains whatever you want to call this region uh i don't know for certain where he hails from
0: all right 405-651-3439 that's 405-651-3439 on the Meyer chevrolet text line Here at Cavens Group, as we always are on a Thursday have the Plank Show out here, as we do uh, every Thursday as well. Always great to see Gary and the folks out here at Cavens Group. All right, we have uh, one more segment to go. We're going to get locked in with uh, Parker and Tyler McComas at the top of the hour, 2 o'clock. Let's get as many texts in as we can and uh, more recruiting information on the way, certainly right here on the ref, 405-651-3439 if you want to get a last-minute text in. We'll hear more from Brent Venables. Also coming up here in just a minute. Stay with us right here on the home of Sooner fans.
6: This is your home for Sooner fans, the Ref Sports Radio Network.
0: Back here at Cavens Group on a Thursday, Mike Steely with you here at Cavens, Connor Pasby back in the Buffalo, <clears throat> pardon me, Wild Wing studios. Uh, we've got, of course, Parker Thune there at Jerry World in Arlington. The Sooners are wrapping up Big 12 Media Days uh, today. And I want to let you know, ladies and gentlemen, what's happening at the one and only Riverwind Casino because there's always something happening there. Nearly 3,000 electronic games, all your favorite table games, tremendous poker room. Uh, They have, again, off-track betting. They have a newly redesigned uh, interior of the casino. You may have seen the new video projection screen outside, which is unbelievable. Looks great. Uh, Riverwind, they're the best, and the best just got better. Not only uh, your opportunity to win with all these promotions, they have a great hotel, they've got great bars and dinings uh, experiences for you. And again, beach and bites. We have one more show, the outdoor concert series. Uh, Gary Allen will be on the beach and bites, Coupeville beach and bites stage. August 26th, there may be, maybe something happening in the fall. And we've got uh, shows at the Showplace Theater, Earth, Wind, and Fire reopened the Showplace Theater. Uh, June 23rd, upcoming shows, Collective Soul, Josh Turner, Gabriel Iglesias, the comedian, Dwight Yoakam, Counting Crows, REO Speedwagon, Chicago, Foreigner, Rodney Carrington, Aaron Lewis. Some great shows and uh, shows that were just announced on Monday. Added to the Showplace Theater lineup, Joe Nichols and Tyler Farr, September 22nd, November 10th. It'll be Flatland Cavalry on the Showplace Theater stage. In December, the music of Lee Bryce uh, at the Showplace Theater. And in, no, well, I'm sorry, no, it's January, uh, January 12th, so we'll be into uh, 2024, when Boys to Men takes the uh, stage at the Showplace Theater. So, uh, Riverwind bringing all these great musical acts. You've always got a great chance to win with all their promotions. They do uh, uh, cash and bonus plays. Sometimes they give away cars and trips, a little bit of everything. Always happening at Riverwind Casino, Oklahoma City's uh, best casino experience. All right. Uh, Parker, so uh, if people are tuning in last second, you guys, I know, we'll talk about this uh, right off the top. Um you know, with Locked In, with, with Tyler coming up here. But on the 1-10 uh, to 10 scale, on the Jaden Jackson commits to Oklahoma
4: confidence scale, where are you? I'll put it at a solid 8 out of 10 right now. Feeling pretty good about Oklahoma heading into the decision this afternoon from Jaden Jackson. And this would be Todd Bates' highest ranked commit to date if he were able to secure Jaden Jackson, at least his highest-ranked commit at the University of Oklahoma. And keep in mind, he signed three last cycle. The highest-ranked of those three, Derek LeBlanc, ended up transferring to UCF at the end of spring. So he's now out of the picture. You really just got uh, Marcus Strong and Ashton Sanders, a couple of three-stars that were late evals and offers for Oklahoma. That's That was really all. That's all that remains from Todd Bates' first class at the University of Oklahoma. Seems like his second class is going to be substantially better. If you can especially if you can kick things off on the right note today with the addition of Jaden Jackson. Obviously then you put the full court press on David Stone and on Dominic McKinley. Kind of feels like the McKinley process is going to drag out a little bit longer than Stone. But if you can close on both of those guys, if you can land arguably the two top defensive tackles in the country, oh, and throw in the number one defensive end in Williams Noenery later on, potentially man, this has the opportunity to be a legendary defensive line haul for Oklahoma if things fall just so in 2024. And it would be a rough day for the Todd Bates haters if that were to come to fruition, Steely.
0: Think about, again, what could happen in 2024, certainly down the road from 2024, if you have uh, P.J. Adebare and yeah. Williams Winery as your defensive ends, and then you have, like, David Stone, Dominic McKinley, Throw in Jaden Jackson, um, I mean that's the kind of that's the kind of defense that George has been throwing out there, you know, up front, right? And then you've got, you know, we'll see what they do linebacker wise. You've already got a superstar, I think, in the making, clearly in Peyton Bowen for down the road, who's going to make some plays uh, even in his in his uh, first year at Oklahoma. But I mean, the defensive line could get very, very special. Really soon for Oklahoma. Some of these dominoes fall in Oklahoma's favor. And, again, uh, I would say we probably know by about 4.15 today um, whether or not Jaden Jackson makes the pledge to OU. And everybody seems to think that he will. All right, do you want to get in a few last-minute texts on the uh, text line, Connor?
5: Yeah, let's do it. Kniffmeyer Chevrolet text line. Todd Bates, nemesis, says he's hearing a lot of buzz with OU and McKinley.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, there is some decent buzz there, isn't there? (laughs) And there has been. And look, I, I, I've said it before. Oklahoma leads for that kid. The question has always been: Can you count on that lead to hold? And I've I've always been one to take the approach with the McKinley recruitment of: I'll believe it when I see it. That is to say, he's a five-star in LSU's backyard. He's got the LSU offer. If he doesn't go to LSU, if he goes anywhere else, that's remarkable enough. If he goes to Oklahoma, that's arguably one of the biggest recruiting wins. I would say, inarguably, one of the biggest recruiting wins the last decade for Oklahoma. That is a massive, massive pull if you can get that guy out of the state of Louisiana. Because kids like that, kids of that caliber, they do not make it out of the boot Very often. Generally, they are LSU Tigers.
5: Got a few texts about Nigel Smith. Is there anything, updates about him?
4: No, no real updates. Uh, He has long since stated that he's going to commit on September 8th, third game of his senior season when Melissa hosts Royce City. Uh, It's kind of gone quiet on that front in recent weeks. He's not really putting himself out there at this point. Look, there is every reason to believe that Oklahoma is going to be the landing spot for Nigel Smith when all is said and done. Texas is supposed to host him on an official visit shortly before that decision. I question whether it happens. And Oklahoma is the leader in the clubhouse, has been for almost a year and a half. That feels very, very secure. The reason I think that we don't talk about Nigel Smith a lot is because it's just been taken for granted, whether for better or worse, that he's going to be a member of Oklahoma's signing class.
0: All right, there you go. There you go. Uh, real quick, can you do it in 30 seconds? Tell us about 2025 defensive end Gus
4: Cordova. Ah, Gus Cordova. With the rich Corinthian leather. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Well, I look, not a, not a ton of color to add here. Oklahoma is and has been the dream offer for Gus Cordova. He's going to visit at the end of the month for Sooners Under the Stars, and I can see that recruitment wrapping up as soon as then. There you go. All right, we want to thank the
0: one the only Gary Cavins and the great people out here at Cavins Group. Again, uh, in the Norman, Oklahoma City area, 405-573-3048. And in uh, Tulsa, it's 918-282-7612. Check out their brand-new website, CavinsGroup.com. That's C-A-V-I-N-S Group, CavinsGroup.com. Also want to thank... The fine folks at Riverwind Casino, get out there, play with your wild card, uh, have a chance to win one of those great promotions. Check out riverwind.com for the great concert lineup they have coming again to the Showplace Theater and one more show for Beats and Bites 2023. Everybody have a wonderful Thursday. We'll see you.
6: For the latest recruiting and Sooner news, catch Tyler McComas and Parker Thune on Locked In. Weekday afternoons from 2 to 3, right here on your home for Sooner fans, the Ref Sports Radio Network. You're listening to the home of Sooner fans, KREF, Norman, Oklahoma, and streaming live on the KREF app, the Ref Sports Radio Network.